Welcome to the podcast of the Entrepreneur's Way, brought to you by Exhub. I'm Hannes, your host, and in this program, we are talking to entrepreneurs in Ethiopia. We want you to be inspired, to see the opportunities, and to meet the challenges of becoming an entrepreneur. The way of the entrepreneur is a journey. They all started somewhere, and so can you. Today we actually have a new guest. His name is Marcos. He's working at Ice Addis. And I know already about Ice Addis that it was started in 2011, so mm -hmm. almost 10 years now. So Marcos, I wanted to ask you, can you maybe introduce yourself and tell us a little bit how Ice Addis got started? Yeah, thank you very much, Hannes, like for having me. So um, for our listeners, like, so my, my name is Marcos Lemma. I am uh, the CEO and co-founder of ISADIS. We are, you know, the, the first private incubator in Ethiopia established at that time. No one was really talking about like the startup ecosystem at that time. You know, I mean, like the internet connection at that time is around like 0.4%. And the policy uh, strategy was not really like supportive for startup companies, especially for knowledge-based innovative companies. At that time, at least there are like two major challenges. The first one is, you know, the government has priority sectors, which is developing government enterprises, right? So that's actually the reason why Ethio Telecom has like become, become bigger. And, you know, the sector is like performing better because of that. But the government really like focusing on the state owned businesses. And then the other challenges just in general about like the general policy about technology and science uh, advancement. So the policy specifically say, oh, uh, we actually like plan to copy ideas. And then trying to like benchmark and implement it in Ethiopia. That's basically like the whole policy is about copying technology. It's not about creating or innovating technology, right? But I think just like in every society, like we need to innovate to solve problems in Ethiopia, right? So our initial idea was really like to say, okay, if the young person, a university student, uh, who has like brilliant idea, and if they want to implement that idea, like where do they start? Where do they go, right? And this is not a very like easy question to answer in, in, in many ways because the startup ecosystem needs to perform very well so that ideas can can come to the market and work. So this includes you need to know like if your idea is right and legal. You need to know where you get money to start. Like who's gonna fund you? You need to understand how the market works. Who's gonna like tell you like what kind of data you need to argue that your idea can actually work? And also you need to get policy support, you need to get developers and talent, you need to get experts, business experts. So it's very like a multi-phase issue, just like any other business. So, but at the time, the young people, they really don't have access to those kind of tools. They don't even have like a proper working environment. So at that time that then we said, okay, let's going to start something kind of a one-stop shop that we're actually providing a space, working space. We're actually providing networking opportunities for younger people. And also like hopefully then like these innovative ideas will come force uh, that we have like decent um, startup ecosystem and one of the most important aspects of you know building the startup ecosystem is like to find like other players also coming to the game so that's actually like why like for instance like when xabs like coming to the to the market was extremely important because that validates some of these ideas and then also like bring in services that extend the services for for young people so You started with a small initiative to make it possible for students to start their ideas. And then I think at some point you became an incubator. Yeah. So for an incubator, for those who don't know it, it's like an 
early stage startup program, basically, where you come maybe with an idea or without mm -hmm. an idea, and then you get all the knowledge and all the things you need to get your idea started. Yep. And now, I think you recently also started an accelerator. So mm -hmm. an accelerator for those who don't know is like, you have already an idea, you have already a startup, and you want to accelerate the growth, basically. So... I wanted to ask, how did it happen that you started this accelerator? Yeah, so you're absolutely right. So I think just to give like context for the listeners. So first, you know, we started in Addis Ababa University as a program supported mainly by JZ at the time. JZ is German International Corporation and by other organizations like DOT and CCL, but also like private sector like Google that we actually get initial support. So I think it was very important that we were in the university setup at that time. And also, of course, it's also very important that the university management was very open to try something like this, which, you know, which normally is very difficult to, to start. So we're very grateful about the AIBC management at the time that they want to actually like take these ideas off the ground. So initially, like, we didn't really have like, you know, a structure incubation program. It's just supporting the technology community, organizing different workshops and boot camps and bar camp, all this kind of community oriented, more like, testing and, and, and networking opportunities for young people to really like discuss about these issues, but also like co-creating ideas. So for instance, how do we actually like make an app and release an app as a product and then really attract interest and customer? This has been like theoretically like it's been discussed in the university setup, but it was not actually like that common that people actually like really actually launching industry level products to the market so that people can use it. So this was actually like where we actually come and saying, it's not enough to have theoretical knowledge. We need to actually like bring in this product and push it into the market. And that's exactly what the developers did at that time. And then there are new products actually coming out. Of course, like the most popular products are like simple products, Ethiopian calendar, or like information about tourism and stuff like this. But it was still like a very good start point for people to see the value of this kind of product. And then throughout the time, then we actually decided that, okay, we should really like operate like a private company's a PLC. That's where actually like we, we start to really quite structure very well around like our incubation program. And then now like we also see the demand from the, the startup side is increasing. One is already like the market is getting more ready. So we need to actually like support not only early stage companies, but also growing companies. There is also like an opportunity to expand based on sectors. We started an accelerator called like Jumpstart Accelerator. It's targeting for categories. So the first one is like more in textile and garment area, but like more engineering startups. And then we're also looking at purely tech digital startups, but focusing on fintech. We're also like looking at tourism aspect because this is becoming more increasingly more interesting. They need to be accelerated, but at the same time, they can also create jobs. And so we need to set up a system to support those companies who actually already prove there is demand for their services and then they can upscale if there is a the right support is provided to them. So with this accelerator program, for instance, we're actually targeting those startups that already have a proven market and a proven like operational capacity to move forward in a higher and better scale. But I think there's also a lot of argument around what the role of incubation is. It's becoming more and more relevant now, partly because there are more incubators. There are good studies in Africa, like for instance, the VC for Africa 
studies that like 20% of startups joining incubators in Africa has actually higher chance of success than like the ones who don't. It doesn't necessarily mean that the incubators are like performing very well or they also have capacity building problems. You know, the challenges that startups have, like the same challenges also the incubators usually have. But still, they actually like, create these connection platforms where people can connect, learn from each other, creating new opportunities, share talent, share technology. Because of that, the success rate will increase always by putting people together in, in that kind of incubator setup. So this is, this is where like I see also the future. In one hand, the number of incubators outside of Addis needs to increase. So this is like one way to expand support nationwide, including like more regions, also identifying where are the potentials for a certain kind of product. For instance, some places are actually like very good in, in hydro, like or in engineering or like, you know, textile, but some places are actually like very good in agri-tech and agricultural like solutions. So I think that's where to go. And the second thing is we also need to expand on sector-specific support. So, you know, we you always say, okay, 70% of the time about the business development is quite similar. So either you run agri-tech company or a fintech company or a health tech company, like the basics of how to run a business is quite very similar. But then there is like 30%, which is like very sector-specific engagement, right? So far as like already that 70% engagement is like really like define if you are successful or not. But it's not anymore enough, right? We need to actually like go beyond the business support, but we need to really crack into what are the shortages and how do we really like enhance the support within a certain sector. So that's also like what I like about Bloom and Forest and they're actually going into agriculture. The agribusiness support requires specific kind of like support and they're providing that. And then like, you know, African Mosaic Forest and they're actually like incubating fashion startups. And that's also very specific because then like they actually really add that support, 70% support system. So we really need to do that and increase this expansion of supporting startup per sector. So we need to go like more health specific, education specific. We need to go more entertainment specific. We need to go more financial technology specific. So once this expertise and sector specific activities are increasing, I think that's also be another way to support. And most importantly, more than the last two is different stage support of startups. I think that's extremely critical. So it's not enough anymore to do pre-incubation and and incubation sectors, but also we really need to identify and support beyond that. So we need to actually like grow companies more than what they are now. So if Mm -hmm. you're talking about startups, like if they are the same stage in the last 10 years, it's already like part of a wrong strategy. So we need to think about how do we really like bringing the companies to scale within a short period of time with the right support mechanism from both like from the government policy side, banks and the investor, the investment funding side and the development partner side and then the startup side. So we need to really like start to think about these ideas more. How do you actually recruit your startups? We have like two, I mean, most of the time actually we recruit them directly from our communities. So we really don't have like this uh, open call or something for our, I mean, again, like we have many programs. So like for Jumpstart, for instance, we have like open call. But for our incubation program for ICE 180, which most of the time I'm talking about that, for that, like uh, we don't have open call, but basically like we recruited based on um, from from our community uh, or from people from the pre-incubation sector. I mean, we're looking at two things. The first one is like, is the idea is innovative for Ethiopian market? So if it's done somewhere else, we don't care. Uh, but we, we, we need to know that this idea is like new, you know, if someone actually doing exactly like other person does, if someone actually doing exactly like right does, it's not attractive. 
You know, like, well, what's, what's the Unix selling point? I mean, they're already mm. doing it, right? Um, and then the second thing is like, they have to demonstrate that there is a market for what they say. So it's not a project. So they have to really see that this is going to be a business. So they need to do like a market research before. We can help them. Sometimes like this process takes up to two months. Mm-hmm. So we can usually like give them like tools, like in the interview process, we can also like tell them like how to, how to develop like this kind of market research aspects. So finally, like then give us like the, this, this two requirements fulfilled. And then we actually call them with the interview. And sometimes we even put external people if you don't understand the subject very well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, then like once they accept it and then they are officially part of the program. Nice. So what challenges do you face to provide the maximum value to startups? I mean, several, several challenges. Um, the first thing is like, you know, you see that like a lot of times the young people are not well equipped with like industry experience. If they, if they come like after five years, have, have experience in the industry, it would be more effective, right? But that's not the case, which is actually also it's an advantage, but it's also a challenge that how do we actually like make them industry experts in the field they're working on? That's the first thing. And the second thing is like, and most, most of the time, because there are new ideas, innovative ideas, they always also like policy challenges. Either these things are not allowed or there is no like right, uh, right, uh, licensing procedure there or a very complex licensing procedure or they have to actually get a lot of, um, government like permission in many different organizations. So there's a, like this, like series of like hassles that instead of like they're building their products or services, they actually like really spend a lot of time dealing with these things. Mm. This is another challenge. And the other one is like finance. I mean, it's almost like if you talk to every startup, they have financial like problems. And then also I said this, we are not in the position to fill that gap. Uh, I mean, we're thinking about it, but, but so far as like, unless we put some seed funding for three or four companies, we don't put money. So we don't, we don't have like uh, the seed funding like aspect in the incubation program. But the best case scenario would be if we have like, if we fund everyone who's coming to ISATIS, right? Through the, the program, that, that would be the best case. But that's the challenge for both for, for us and also for both, uh, for the startups. And I think the last and important challenge is like the market itself, like the demand side is also a problem. Even though sometimes like well taught ideas are pushed to the market, they don't really fly because uh, the market needs to learn, right? They learn through time. Like look how, how long like a ride it took them to create that demand but now they created it so now actually like the the demand is there but before the end it's, it's quite difficult i remember it's like when samurai came and talked to me like in early times it's like it's almost no one is using it but through time like the market starts to learn um they uh, they create that demand so for us it's like also like how to create this demand for startups the challenge Okay, so I think you mentioned four points, if I recall correctly. Experience, like startups often don't have the experience, so and they just start. Then you mentioned the policy, regulations, finance, and the market. So what can ISADIS do to address these challenges? Yeah, so I mean, it's it's basically like this is part of our our incubation programs. So for the experience part, like we actually like really bring in industry level mentors. And also like our internal team is like really like trying to actually crack into the sector specific challenges, right? To have like this product market fit. So we are trying to actually like support as much as possible through our pool of expertise. When it comes to policy, I think we've done also a lot in that regard. 
I mean, we, we do actually have a policy advocacy aspect. We do it like more in originally, like there is I4 policy. We're one of the founding members of I4 policy. Mm. Um, it's, uh, it's innovation policy. Uh, now it's become a foundation. Um, so we basically like draft innovation policies throughout, throughout Africa. Uh, and through that, like we actually like push a lot of policy agendas. And even before is like we work with the Ministry of Industry, uh, with directly with the state minister to work with licensing issues like business uh, registration, how to make it easier and stuff like that. And we also work with like media partners um, to advocate through like public relation, telling us like what's what needs to be changed through different media um, partners. So these are actually like the policy the policy side. Uh, I think there is a lot of work needs to be done, but I think so far it actually like a lot of things also like change, right? And then when it comes to like finance, that's where I see is like we need to create like innovation fund. It could be revolving fund. It could be like direct, um, direct like investment. It could be through like investors network. For instance, like renew strategies. They have like a very good packages. And then if we can like collaborate with this kind of angel networks, that actually would be very effective. And also like the, you know, the startups need a certain like kind of easy goodies or products, right? Like they want to have like posters. They want to actually like have a website domain. Uh, they want to have like business card. They want to have a tie, you know, like suit, whatever, right? Like just really help them like to look like more in a business uh, shape. That actually like something that we're, we're actually like planning to, to provide for them. And hopefully that will actually like, help a little bit of like the quick needs. Yeah. Now because of COVID, I think this is also more important than ever to provide this kind of support. And then the last one is like for the market linkage. I think this is like probably the hardest part, right? No matter how much you get incubated, no matter how much like you have a decent idea, the market is always like the real boss, right? If there is no market, there is no, there is no market. So how do we actually create this demand? I think this requires the entire ecosystem to work around. So we need to create culture. We need to change the, we need to create like mindset. We need to make, activate the media. We need to create a lot of events and public engagement. So this is like where the demand side comes. So this is also like, I would say like even the community development. Uh, we also need to think outside of Addis as well sometimes. Thank you. So you mentioned how these four challenges yeah. could be tackled. So Ice Addis is the first hub in Ethiopia mm -hmm. and you ha you guys actually have the most experience. That's mm -hmm. why I want to ask you, what advice or learnings can you give to other hubs? To build also the ecosystem here yeah I, i think it's like i mean like you know being the first is like challenging also like we made so many like mistakes about assumptions that now we know that this some of these assumptions like don't necessarily reflect so i think the first and the most important thing is like to measure the success of startups like through business metrics not from um, development metrics so for instance more than anything else we need to look at Do they generate income? How much do they generate income? How much is their income is increasing? Are they actually raising capital? Do they employ people? So these are actually really <laughs> serious metrics. So we should not look at like if they are attending workshops or this hour of training or something like this. This is not a good measurement in incubating startups. The outcome should be from their performance KPI side, not mm. from the KPI of the activities we do. I think in that regard, to be honest, like across all incubators of course there's a lot of like talk i mean like money is coming in but is that like real measurement at the end it's like where are the startups how much money do they make do they even make money if the startups are actual people who, who don't really get 
proper like KPIs. And it's just, it's not, it's not working, right? It's just like only creates this, uh, the, the buzz, but it doesn't really have the bones. I, I see that across almost like, I mean, the, partly also even with ISATIS, like we, we've seen that like things are changing, of course. Like now we see like really decent income and stuff from startups, but we also see that like the big weakness from our side as well. So, you know, so you're saying there needs to be a mission alignment. If you get donor money, that might be that donors want to measure other things like, how many jobs created or do they attend workshop? But for the startup, it's yeah. not important to create many jobs. It's important that they are sustainable. So yeah. to measure Still, the yeah. KPIs, key performer indicators correctly yeah. for what is important for the startups. That's yeah. like the main thing. Yeah. I think that's um, because this is business, right? And then the, in the business, like in everywhere in, in the world, like you measure business based on the business performance. All the other things are actually like additional measurements. You know, like we measure capacity buildings based on like how many trainings they take, what kind of like system change happens based on those trainings. So we're always focusing about our activities, not like the startup activities that actually makes them grow. So this is like a little bit of like shifting the focus from like the, our programs to the startup programs, basically. Mm. Okay, let's look a little bit more at the long-term perspective. So I was wondering, mm -hmm. what's your long-term dream for Ethiopia? And what steps do we need to take to achieve this dream? Yeah. So if you're looking at business community and business performance in Ethiopia, is actually like quite poor. I think we just sometimes we just need to look at the reality. There are so many like private sector-led companies in most Western world, people talking about the next Facebook or so many other companies like Walmart and McDonald's. And, and then you see that there is a clear private sector-led activities are happening. But if you forget that, and then like looking at the, the more the South countries, if you're looking at Brazil, if you're looking at South Africa, even like nearby, if you're looking at like Kenya, for instance, the role of the private sector is quite big. You can really like name two, three, four big companies from these countries. Talk about Volvo is like from Sweden, right? And you talk about BMW, everybody knows that's from Germany. So which companies are like that in Ethiopia? Coffee, maybe. It's, it's a product, not a company, maybe. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I mean, there is like, yeah, it's, I mean, coffee as a product there is like, of course... I mean, I think probably like people always say like Ethiopian Airlines, but Ethiopian Airlines are not really a private company. It's a state-owned company. It's quite tough to see an Ethiopian brand made it to the international market saying, okay, this is an Ethiopian company. And then there is a reason for that. So we're not just looking at the startup. Just really, we need to really looking at where are the gaps? Why actually like companies don't have high-performing Ethiopian brands? Many countries achieve this, like in, in Korea, like looking at like all the tigers and Asian tigers, they manage actually to achieve this. Like, I think it's possible to do that, but we need to bring in together like all the right resources, all the right policies to bring in like this high performing brands to the international market. I think that that's a vision to have these brands perform like very well in the global market is actually the big vision. Of course, this means actually that like some of the startups we are supporting right now would be these companies in, in the future. Nice. Thank you so much. Actually, I just want to ask you, do you maybe have some parting words? It's, it's not really a closing remark because, you know, <laughs> the, the conversation has always continued and it has, uh, it, it, it always been need to be discussed. But I think one thing I would actually like to say is having this program like XUB, you know, like my message for people already in the ecosystem is like that we actually like everyone needs to bring force together. We need to work together to support this. Like there's a very small ecosystem and having like the key players 
like incubators, accelerators, but also like investors, angel investors, angel networks in, in the country, by actually bringing together and, and work together, we can create a very like decent support system for the Ethiopian use. My message is more like for the people who are already in the sector. Yeah, we can, we can bring this together forward in a better and, and, and more organized way. That's, mm -hmm. uh, that's my message. Thank you so much. So you are basically also saying when XHub also entered into the ecosystem, Isadis was actually quite happy because that was the moment yeah. when the ecosystem started really to build. Yeah. And now you need more players, angel investors, the government, key players to build the ecosystem. And I think Ethiopia is on a good way. So yeah, yeah thank you so much for your time. And thank you very much for having me. You're very welcome. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. <laughs>